Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, here we are. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? The world is still going to hell, by the way, just in case you were wondering. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Very briefly, let's get the unhappy crap out at the front end here. Anthony Blinken. Uh, is in uh, is in uh, Tel Aviv, and he's uh, he's he was uh, he's just wrapped up now. But he was talking about well, you know, he he got a little he got the reels going there and talked about some atrocities that he had seen on video with his own eyes. But then he proceeded to talk about you know a two state solution. We cannot allow the conflict between Israel and Palestine to escalate. Blah, blah, freaking blah. Anthony Blinken has got to be one of the most, he's not only one of the most unimpressive secretaries of state this country's ever had to endure, he is just one of the, he is one of the most mediocre, unimpressive human beings, which is what, when when you're trying to build a fascist state, (laughs) you you need to populate your ranks with with guys like Blinken, uh, who will just do what they're told, won't offer any resistance. Okay, Anthony Blinken put the less in feckless, okay? He's the very definition of the word. And I don't give a crap what he has to say about anything. We, we, we have a little bit of audio that James lifted from his comments a few minutes ago. We may play that a little later on. Again, he, he, was, he got all serious. and he, Again, with this administration, it's what you do, not what you say. Wasn't yesterday National Intergalactic uh, Fight Islamophobia Day or something like that? Is it... Is, it, is Kamala Harris now the Islamophobic czar? Is she the one fighting that stuff? Are they putting her on the front lines of that battle? Because that's really what's at issue here. Your Our Islamophobia is what's at play here. And we need a two-state solution. How do you... We, Trey brought this up, and we talked about this on Where in Rima. How do you... How do you negotiate a ceasefire with, like, you know, people who decapitate babies? Now, what, what, what kind of a confab do you have there what kind of conversation do you have what, how, what do you negotiate this may upset some of you if you're the odd liberal idiot who listens to my show because you enjoy pain and learning how stupid you are uh you know i, I i'm i'm of the belief that israel should have greased that whole area the very next day it's just me uh, they're going out of their way, uh, and they always have been. Uh, if you don't believe that, it's because you're not paying attention or you're just listening to uh, another moron tell you your reality. But Israel, uh, you know, classically does everything possible to avoid civilian casualties. And you're not, it's, it's pr- pretty hard to tell, actually, when you're actually dealing with a civilian. You want to have a corollary between Vietnam. That's kind of your issue. We don't really know who the bad guys are, do we, in that part of the world? The only reason you haven't seen Israel grease the entire or flatten the entire area is because they're going into these tunnels trying to get people. They're trying to get people out. 
But my God, you know, these people are, the, the perpetrators of this crime, backed by Iran, are not humans. They're monsters. Now, the, the folks who populate something like Hamas or Hezbollah or, you know, the leadership of Iran or whoever you want to talk about, you know, uh, Muslim zealots, Islamic jihadists, they think you and I are subhuman. They think the Jews are subhuman. Okay, you're not worthy of life. You're a thing. You're an object. You're you're a form of cancer that needs to be cut out uh, of the uh, Islamic world. That's really those are the folks we're. You're going to negotiate a ceasefire with that. With that, are they going to lay down the jihad? You're going to live peacefully side by side with people that seek your extermination? No, you're not. They should have greased. They, they should have just. They should have done the big thing the day after. You got twenty four hours. We're gonna take twenty four hours to get as many people out as we can. Uh, the people we can't get out, I'm sorry, are pretty much already lost. And it ain't the Jews' fault they're lost. It ain't it, no. It should have been decisive action immediately. And you know what? It ain't none of our business how they operate. It ain't none of our. It ain't our because they're our ally. You know, while we're handing off billions of dollars to Hamas, uh, arguably uh, as aid for the Palestinian people, it ain't our fight. We, we, you know, they, they, they should do what they feel is necessary to do. And I'm not, you know, some brilliant geopoliticist or whatever you want to call it or whatever. The, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert on world affairs, certainly not. I'm a weirdo. I've been in radio for 34 years. You know, I could barely balance a freaking checkbook. All I do know is that, hey, whatever they do, that's their choice and their decision. We, we don't have a, a place to say to them, after giving freaking billions of dollars to freaking Iran, one way or the other, we don't, we don't, have, we haven't, we don't have the right to tell the uh, attacked people, the victims in this equation, which is what they are, how they should conduct themselves in Gaza. But I do. I think that'll level the whole area. That problem solved. Yeah, is there going to be some collateral? You're damn right there is. Well, the bad guys use those people as their own shields to shield themselves, to protect themselves. Again, sorry, they're already lost. Now, I, yeah, we're doing all this negotiating back and forth. And we're going to release these people. And we're going to do that. We're going to do this. Whatevs. Yeah, you have to start looking at the jihadists as a kind of cancer. You have to start looking at them as if they're subhuman because of their own actions. If you are capable as a human being, either collectively or an individual, you are capable of doing to other human beings, men, women, and children, that we know they do and are capable of and are guilty of. We, we know this to be, this is it not, it's not in dispute. Freaking Anthony Blinken was just up there talking about these very same atrocities. You abdicate your humanity when you do that to another human being. You are subhuman. You are a freaking cancer that needs to be eradicated, pulled out of the human body before it spreads, which it is doing, oddly enough. With a lot of idiots uh, here stateside, we, we had folks burning Israeli flags in New York City yesterday. 
I, I'm not really understanding the ripping down of the flyers of the folks who are missing and or who are being held hostage. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how you strike a blow for democracy uh, with that kind of crap. I, I, maybe you, if you're out there and you're a liberal idiot or you're just pro-Palestinian or you're trying to be cool by hating the Jews or whoever the hell you are, maybe you can explain that happy crap to me. Maybe I'm just not enlightened enough or nuanced enough. But I don't get it. Uh, and I, I, I think uh, Israel should just do what needs to be done. And you know what? They'll be doing the human race a favor. <laughs> How's that make you feel? 210-599-5555. I mean, I'm just, I'm so tired. I was looking at some stats, and this is from your own government. This is actually from the FBI. Now, we know they're full of crap to a certain extent. Uh, which means these numbers are bad on the surface of it. I'm assuming since it's the FBI and they lie about everything, these numbers are probably worse. According to the FBI, hates, I, I know Muslim Americans are suffering the most right now. I'm not sure where that's happening, but that's what we keep being, that's what they keep telling us. Hate crimes against Jews in America up 37% in the past year. Over 1,100 cases of anti-Semitic hate crimes against Jews synagogues, people. That is the highest number it has been in 30 years. We didn't start tracking hate crimes against anybody until uh, the early 90s, 1991. So your government is telling you and me that Muslim Americans are facing the predominance of hate crimes in this country Their own numbers say, no, actually, Jewish Americans are suffering the highest amount, record-breaking numbers of hate crimes against their community. So your government is absolutely lying to you while also providing you with the information that proves they're lying to you. I mean, wow. Wow. It's like I've been saying all week. I guess it's cool to hate the Jews, isn't it? It's cool to it's cool to want genocide against the Jews. You're 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 with the beautiful people. You're with the cool people. If you're sitting at the lunch table where they they want the Jews to go away and exterminate them all, they had it coming. He's he's those evil colonials and oppressors. You're 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 cool in America right now if you're pro Palestinian, man. You know, and it's it's such an absurd farce to watch this crap going on. Again, I know I'm repeating myself, and I have been all week. But did you ever th- did you ever think you would see something like this around the world? Europe, sure. Hey, they've always hated the Jews in Europe. <laughs> when Hitler came along, he didn't invent any anti-Semitism. He didn't make that up. He didn't create that. It was there already. But watching people in this, watching young people in this country do this stuff is just oh god, it turns your stomach. It breaks your heart and turns your stomach at the same time. So yeah, uh, the brilliant and talented Anthony Blinken uh, is in Tel Aviv today uh, talking about this, not letting this conflict uh, escalate, and we need to work towards a two-state solution that's great 210-599-5555 it's sean a news talk 550 ktsa the sean rima show san antonio's news traffic and weather station <laughs> news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 
And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Just want to get the unhappy stuff out early. We're going to have a lot of good, clean, family-friendly, wacky fun today on the show. I promise you. <laughs> but first, we're talking about Blinken and Israel and uh, just all of it. Here's Alex. Alex, how you doing? Right back. Hey. 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 Okay. <laughs> so America has not learned anything since World War Two. Right. Okay. Matter of fact, we're going the opposite way. And we got Anthony Blinken in Israel telling us how we have to have restraint and we have to protect the innocent oh, lives God. of those poor Palestinian people who voted in Hamas yeah. in 2007, okay? Right. So I don't care if they turn that whole part of the world into glass. And that's what I would do if I was Netanyahu. Turn it into I a parking lot, man. Jewish blood in me. Yeah. You know, I mean, so you're right. Yeah, and Blinken's out there, restraint and two-state solutions. And how, how do you, why? Why should they do that? They shouldn't. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, they had two states in 1948. Right. And the Arabs tried to kill all the Jews. Okay. Yeah. And then in 2005, when Israel said, here, take Gaza. Just leave us the hell alone. We've had this discussion before. Just leave us alone. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. And we sent hundreds of millions of dollars to these freaking whack jobs. And all they did was made more weapons and killed more people. Right. And now Israel is on the last straw. Okay? Yeah. And they need to do what they need to do. I agree. And these people that are protesting in the streets, God help me if I freaking run into one of them. Well, it probably won't be pretty. Probably not. You know, a lot of people are probably having the same feeling. I mean, they're burning flags now at this point. They're they're horrible people, man. Alex, I got to run, man. Have a good weekend, you brother. You too, brother. You too. Um, 210-599-5555. We'll, we'll come back around to this. And another bit of sadness. Well, bittersweetness. Is that a word, James? Bittersweetness? You know, I love it when the, you know, it was a great World Series. It's great to be a baseball fan in Texas. The Astros got it last year. The Rangers had it the other night. It was a great night, great series. It played very well. It made me happy. But then came the secondary thought, which I'm kind of dealing with. This happened last night. Well, it means there's no more baseball. There's, there, you mean there's no, it's over. There's no more baseball. You know, like when you were a kid in Christmas, you know, you, you, you sit and think about Christmas morning for weeks and weeks, sometimes months, right? You're looking so forward to it. And though I knew the whole damn thing's over, you know what I mean? You're kind of sitting there going, huh. I guess it's another year until Christmas. It's kind of where I am right now with the baseball season being over because here's what my future holds for the next for the foreseeable future. Hallmark Christmas movies. They've begun their Christmas Let's see when my wife's listening. Okay, listening. Okay, yeah, I'm talking about you, baby. Yeah, so now this weekend will be filled with Hallmark Christmas joy, you know, that they do it's 24 hours now until Christmas. It's Christmas movies. And I, I, I just realized that I, I let something slip on the air that I do at the end of every Hallmark movie. Because I, I sort of enjoy I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome or if I genuinely have learned how to love Hallmark movies. I don't know. But I watch a lot of Hallmark. And they all fall, it's always a happy ending, right? They always fall in love at the end. And they have their big kiss. You know, it's, every movie ends with a freaking kiss when they realize how stinking in love they are. And I, I had a listener verify this. I think a lot more dudes do this 
than I uh, realized. But when we get to the end uh, uh, of the final scene of any given Hallmark movie, I always lead over to my wife and say, they're going to go do it. And she gets upset. <laughs> they're going to go do it. She's like, no, they're not. I'm like, yes. They-. No, Mr. John, they're just going to have hold hands and be nice. And they're not, why, they're not, why do you have to talk about sex? I'm like, because they're going to go do it, baby. You spent 90 minutes falling in love. Had some misunderstandings about a few things. Thought they were going to break up. She thought she was going back to the big city and leaving the small town behind. Then they realize how freaking in love they are. They have a kiss. The whole town applauds. And baby, then they go off and have sex. And she gets upset by that. And I had a buddy of mine on Facebook, a listener, uh, who is a truck driver. Not, not, not Mike, but another truck driver I know. And he sent me a message. I say the same thing to my wife after the after they kiss on the Hallmark Christmas shows. Quote, they're totally going to go do it. Yes. Totally. In their reality, that's the next thing they're going to do. Why do women react badly to that? That's what they're going to do. Lacey Chabert and Tyler there just hooked up on the movie. You know, I got like five actors that are in every damn movie. They're actually pretty loose living people when you think about it. I'm like, Lacey's going to go have sex with that guy now. They, they, they're in, and she's like, no, they're not. And I say, baby, you remember our third date? You know, I'm just saying, you know. I'm just saying, well, they're in love. What are they going to do? Go make some more cookies? You just created your own bittersweetness. I'm just, I'm just saying yep. they're, they're going to go do it. They're now in love. It's all out in the open. What do you think they're going to do, man? They're going to go do it, man. Why does that upset? Apparently, that's something that upsets women when they hear that. Well, Why? Why would that upset you? They're not well, making... Because it takes, yeah. takes away from the sweetness of it all. I think it enhances the sweetness. They're not making gingerbread houses. They're not going to go make... <laughs> right. They're not going to go hang some more ornaments. She's going to hang her bra on the uh, on the uh, one of the posters of the four-poster bed there. Oh, oh. Let's play Find the Mistletoe. <laughs> yeah. Hey baby, if if the gingerbread house is rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> I'm just saying, of course they're gonna go have sex. What do you think they're gonna do? Wouldn't you? Oh God, my wife got a text. Oh man, you're in so because, much trouble. Here's the text. I'll read it word for word. Because you dirty up the innocence of falling in love. <laughs> Who well, doesn't? We all do, man. We want the romance. Hey, the romance is great. Be very romantic when they hop into the jacuzzi, buck naked. You know, an aspen, <laughs> steam's rising off their bodies. They start making some Christmas love. What do you think they're going to do? No, right. Just saying. I'm not the only good dudes. Am I not? You say the same thing to your woman when the Hallmark movie wraps up. You do, don't you? They're going to go do it, baby. They're going to go have sex. Brown right. chicken brown now. <laughs> brown chicken brown now. Don't <laughs> try to tell me nothing. 210 oh, We'll take a break. They're going to go do it. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Holidays, they come and go. Hey, baby. Life is so uncertain. Yeah. That's what I want you to know. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Years from now, <laughs> walking hand in hand. I mean, we all remember Campfire Kiss. That was a beautiful Hallmark Christmas movie. Is this the song from 
What is it called? Campfire Kiss. Campfire Kiss. Tonight on the Hallmark News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. James actually found a bunch of songs that have been featured on Hallmark movies, Christmas movies specifically, I think. And you were surprised at how many there are. I think I recognize this song. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, they're in love. We were talking about Hallmark movies. You know, the Christmas movie marathon has now begun. And this is actually, I mean, Hallmark has done very well for itself. I mean, it's really, you see a lot of big stars doing these Hallmark movies now. We, we were talking about uh, Pat Moynihan from, from Train, the lead singer from Train. He pops up in Hallmark movies now a lot. And he's a guy in his 50s like me. And he always plays the song, like the guy who works at the local cafe, but he's also a song. He also sings, and he also they always get Pat to sing a song at some point. But these songs, I, I guarantee you, if you played a bunch of Hallmark songs, that my wife would recognize at least one or two of them. And maybe I would, too. So James is probably going to be sliding one, uh, we'll slide one of these uh, uh Hallmark Christmas songs. Let's just leave that open-ended until Christmas, okay? Just whenever you want to play a Hallmark song, go ahead. Go ahead. Because, you know, once they fall in love at the end of the movie, then they go do it. All right, uh, 210, you know they do. In their fictional world, that's the next thing they do. 210-599-5555. I, I want to talk a little bit more about artificial intelligence. It's a, it's a big conversation this week. Because of some executive actions that uh, the Biden administration uh, put down there, laid down there about AI and trying to make sure it's safe. And I, I, I'm a fairly literate fellow. I've, I've gone through these things. I still really can't understand even what they did. But artificial intelligence, it's all around you. Uh, it, you know, and we talk about the Beatles song, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit more. I got some flack for my reactions to it yesterday, but I... I at best, it's a mediocre John Lennon song. It's not a great song, and, and it's probably why he never recorded it, you know, in a serious way. But it was a big talk topic of discussion, pop culture-wise. A new Beatles song. Well, we now have another, uh, the first case, at least the first case on record that I'm aware of, out of a high school in New Jersey. And again, my man Trey's been talking about this for a while, out of something called Woodgrove High. This is in Loudoun County, which, if you remember, was kind of the epicenter of a lot of this tranny crap and gender crap and bathrooms. Uh, Loudoun County is where you had the dad that was arrested at the school board meeting because his daughter had been molested in a bathroom by a dude pretending to be a chick. Uh, in uh, So in Loudoun County, you got 100 students uh, that uh, walked out over their trans bathroom policies. Uh, you have another school system. I, I, I can't remember exactly where this one, it might, might also be in New Jersey. I'm not sure. Or actually New, yeah, this is in Loudoun County, Virginia, where they had to walk out. New Jersey is a school where they have their first recorded case of, of young teenage boys taking some Facebook pictures of a female student, made her naked, contrived it on, uh, in minutes on an AI program. If you're online, you know that you see the ads for these AI on Facebook, I only do Facebook, as you see on a Facebook all over the place where, you know, you can create some AI images. And I guess these little punks had made a nudie picture of, uh, of a girl in their class that got circulated. Now they got to kind of wend their way through how to deal with that from a disciplinary standpoint. How do you prevent that? 
Uh, so yeah, uh, I you know with the AI, I I I'm I just got a really bad feeling about it, and I, I I'm gonna fully admit that I'm a bit of an art snob, and 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 the, the making bringing back dead songwriters and performers and having them do new versions of songs or new songs or cover songs feels great, sounds great. Yeah, it's going to be seamless. And I don't like it. I, I just don't like it on that level because, you know, I, I could uh, probably go online and with a free AI app could create a Van Gogh painting that would you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference between it and a real Van Gogh. And I could probably do that in seconds. And you know what? It's not a Van Gogh. It's it's created by a thing. It's not created by a human being. And what concerns me is we're going to get to the point where it, it's indiscernible. And it's not just in the art world or music or movies, which you know AI is just going to sweep all that stuff. You're going you're gonna to be watching TV shows and movies that don't involve a single human being at some point, in short order. We're already seeing stuff in the medical world that feels great. We got the person that lost their arm and they got a robot arm now and they're somehow able to neurologically interface with the robot arm through AI. I said yesterday, diagnostically, you're going to see some great stuff at the front end. But at some point, okay, AI is going to start thinking for us and making the choices and the decisions. And I, I mean, medically, quality of life stuff. Uh, I, I saw, I was telling Trey, I saw a sci-fi movie a few months ago. That was a recent production that takes place 50 years in the future where AI basically has command control over military operations. I had this thought let me, let me bounce this off you. And then again, we'll get back to talking about some stupid stuff. Uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I, you know, we, we, one of the reasons I think the Beatles song did so where, well, is that it taps into nostalgia. I, in the in the dawn of artificial intelligence, I honestly believe nostalgia itself is going to become a dodo bird. Nostalgia itself is going to cease to exist. What are you going to be nostalgic about 10 years from now, five years from now, a generation from now? What is Generation Z, when they're my age and they're 50s, going to be nostalgic about? Artificial intelligence? Video games? Remember that great time we had staring at our phones? I, I think nostalgia itself is going to go away as an experience. There's not, there won't be anything to be nostalgia for. Right now, you know, it's, we think it's clever and cool that Freddie Mercury can sing a new song. But, and we think that's cool only because we knew of Freddie Mercury and remember when he was actually alive and making music. When that, is go- when that reference point is gone and you can't tell anymore and it doesn't matter anymore if there's a human being involved are you even really having memories are you really even making memories of your life are are you really living an existence on planet earth i i i i i think not and i think i don't think it's good stuff i really don't i got a bad feeling about the ai thing just all the way around so you know in other words, James, at some point, Lacey Chabert won't even be there in the Hallmark movie, okay? It'll be a CGI. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth, sir. I got to take a quick call because this guy wants to talk about Hallmark very quickly. Dan, how are you doing? Not too bad, Sean. Yeah, I agree with you about AI. It's a, that's a, And the Terminator movies were based on that, by yes. the way. But you want to call about now, the Hallmark thing? 
Yeah. Now, the hallmark, the reason why women get upset when you say, well, they're going to do it, is because it ruins the fantasy of romance. Oh, why, there, why isn't that part of the fantasy? <laughs> because, because, it, because sex is the final part that ruins the romance. <laughs> and that's the part. It's all downhill that, from there, man. It's all downhill. <laughs> Yeah, in the in the in then the you're in a real world. relationship, and then all the yeah. unhappy yeah. is that it? <laughs> yeah, and in the real world, they go into the bedroom to have sex, and the kids show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real world. They want to think about the next step. They want to sit there in the glow of love and don't mess it up with the physicality. I got you. All right. right. I got to go. And the mother's yelling at the kids to get out of the room. There you go. All right, I got to go. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I uh, now I understand. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. In the morning time makes me think about different things going on in the world. Just what you need to start your day. I listen every morning from the time I get up. I get up early, early in the morning. Get your day going. A little help from your friends. Can't beat it on the way to work. On 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I mentioned a few minutes ago, and I got my wires crossed in a couple of stories. We got a story out of uh, uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, where students walked out because of the bathroom policies with the trans and all that. But we had a case in New Jersey where uh, some young boys, 14-year-olds, made a nudie picture of one of their female classmates, and now they're trying to deal with how do you fight bullying in the age of artificial intelligence. And you think about it, it's kind of a creepy idea for kids and adults alike. Because now, the the era we're entering into is if, you know, now if somebody accuses you of something you didn't do and you know you didn't do it, well, they got to try to prove it. You don't have to prove you didn't do it. There's no evidence that you did a thing. So, they get, you know, it's, it's on the people accusing you of something to come up with some evidence. What if you're now suddenly accused of being guilty of something you didn't do and you know you didn't do it, but there is evidence? There's AI-generated evidence. You know, what do you do? How do you disprove something like that when the technology is so seamless? So, yeah, bullying in the schools? Oh, yeah. John, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, John Conley has a, a real good song about what you were talking about earlier, life in the real world. Oh, that's addiction stuff. Let's get into that. I'm going to get into that at, at 10.04. But what, what of the uh, AI thing, what were you going to say? I want to switch gears over to the uh, coming election, the Proposition 4. You know, we've got a, a what are we going into our third special session on right. school choice? And hidden in Proposition 4, it's got two issues. It's got property relief, uh, tax, uh, right. property tax relief. Well, who wouldn't want that? But hidden in there is $7.1 million for public education, if I understand it right. So that's... Well, it, it's... it's yeah, Trey talked about this a lot earlier in the week. It's tied to it. And it's about uh, the value of your home. And I, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but it's tied it to money going eye. to the public school system. And I, I'm not a big fan of my money going to the public school system right now. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. But that's uh, that sure is insulting our intelligence by doing that, and and uh, you know here we are. It's time to vote. 
Well, it is. So, you know, uh, educate yourselves. I appreciate the call. There's, I don't know, an ungodly amount of propositions that are being, uh, that are up for vote, uh, for the, to the vote. So, you know, again, it's like anything else when it comes to municipal elections and voting for this or voting for that. You, you really can't depend whether it's locally or nationally on the usual sources for information on what's going on. And your politicians uh, tend to like it when people are uninformed about stuff like, you know, multiple propositions and what they're tied to and how the money river flows through all of these things. They, they especially here in San Antonio, they depend on an uninformed population that it, whether they're going to show up and bother to vote, you know, is one thing. Whether they're voting from a point of education or ignorance is a whole nother thing. And uh, the, the, one of the reasons I hold most politicians in low regard, even Republicans, I always have, is because they're shady people. And they do want to slide stuff by you, and they depend on you not being informed, and they depend on you not being concerned. The worst thing in this country, given the style of government we have, which, yeah, is peculiar to this country, is that we have also allowed a political class to come into being that loves the fact that you don't pay attention and you're not involved and you know you only get your information from limited sources that very often they control one way or the other or influence. So, as I say quite often, you, you, you have to be, in a sense, your own journalist. In this day and age, pretty much with all things, you have to be responsible for your knowledge of the world, whether it's uh, about voting on a proposition here in San Antonio, it's voting for president, uh, it's you know understanding like what's going on in, in Israel and Gaza and understanding the Middle East. You have to be responsible for educating yourself because the go-to sources for information on political things and world events uh, very often are, you know, to use the term bias is kind of a weak term. It's outright lies, bullcrap, propaganda. So if you're not active in your own understanding of things, I know most of you are because you, by virtue of the fact that you consume the product of talk radio, you you wouldn't have any, you wouldn't be, you, know, you wouldn't be able to enjoy talk radio if you yourself didn't know kind of what was going on in the world. That's why people who don't pay attention and aren't involved don't listen to talk radio. They don't know what the hell they're hearing. So, you know, it's a fair point that you, you know, whatever it is, again, whether it's voting on propositions proposed here in San Antonio or it's voting in the, the general elections or just living your life in the U.S. of A. in the year 2023, you can't depend on anybody else to properly inform you as to what's going on in the world. Which is why we tend to do that here in talk radio, apart from, you know, especially me trying to crack you up and have a good time. And, and uh, you know, he, he had mentioned, uh, the last caller had mentioned something we discussed on Where in Rima that I want to get into at 10.05, uh, and it has to do with alcoholism and addiction because we have a lot of this stuff in the news. Uh, Hunter Biden is out there running his mouth about uh, how evil... Uh, enemies of his father, MAGA hat-wearing people, have weaponized his struggles with addiction to attack his father. And I guess the little guy thinks that's unfair. 
Meanwhile, Chris Stapleton is saying some interesting stuff. That's coming up next on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean, hour number two of the show. It's Friday. I'm feeling ridiculous, so we'll get back to being ridiculous. And, and, and James, in a little bit, we'll talk about what we, the image we saw online concerning a gas pump in Dallas. That's going to blow your mind. That's coming up in a little bit. I, you know, a couple of things. Uh, Hunter Biden, I, I mentioned this before the break, who I think is an absolute skis. He's a Biden. He's a skeezy Biden. They're all skeezy. If the Bidens lived next door to you, you wouldn't let your kids play over there, okay? We haven't heard from Hunter in a while. Uh, you know, uh, it, more and more evidence uh, comes out every day. Not that anybody's paying attention at this point, but it's very obvious. <laughs> that Hunter Biden uh, and Joe Biden and James Biden and the whole damn family were selling influence and policy for vast amounts of cash. Uh, I, I think that's what most people, when it comes to Hunter Biden, uh, you know, isn't that kind of your main problem? You know, it, 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 not his addiction, his problems with cocaine or whatever the hell he was into, booze, I don't know. I don't know because I don't care. My issues with Hunter Biden and the Biden clan, and I do mean that word in every uh sense of the meaning um i i don't like the fact that we have a corrupt president in office who has sold his country to china and any number of other folks around the world for money i don't like hunter biden because he was involved in that i think he's a scumbag my dislike of hunter biden has absolutely nothing to do with whatever freaking chemical problems he's had over the course of his privileged life okay I, I i don't care i couldn't care less well biden's out there hunter biden is out there and he he gave an interview uh to to a ma- i think it's go magazine or something like that quote my struggles and my mistakes have been fodder for a vile and sustained disinformation campaign against him meaning joe and an all-out annihilation of my reputation through high-pitched but fruitless congressional investigations, blah, blah, blah. Dude, you, you, you wrote off your taxes uh, on a prostitute you transported across, transported across state lines, probably to do some cocaine off her butt cheek, and listed her on your tax routine, uh, returns as a, as a paralegal. You're a scumbag, Hunter. It has nothing to do with your addictions. And I'm bringing this up, you know, uh, to compare and contrast some of the other stories. Because, yeah, this is a guy who has used his addictions and his issues to shield himself. Yes? I mean, would you agree with that? How many times have we had there? Well, yeah, he did some messed up corrupt stuff while his dad was VP. But poor little guy was just going through so much with his addiction. Yeah, I've been pretty messed up in my life, chemically speaking. <laughs> it's not news to you. You know, I've written about it. I've talked about it. I don't remember ever, James, I don't remember ever blacking out and accidentally brokering an international multi-million dollar deal <laughs> with, you know, my dad who happened to be the vice. You know, it's not the kind of thing you end up doing when you're blacked out. Brokering vast amounts of cash wires to LLCs via Chinese companies who are working for the Chinese government. 
when I was blacked out and having a bad day, I don't remember ever accomplishing anything of that nature. Did you photograph it for uh, posterity? <laughs> no, you didn't, did no. you? No. Okay. So he's a jerk, and it ain't got nothing to do with his struggles. And I mentioned this to Trey earlier, and I, I've, have you noticed, though, you're, you are hearing a lot about addiction these days. You are hearing about folks are coming, a lot of folks are coming forward who are talking about their issues and how they survived. I mean, obviously, we were we spent a lot of time talking about this uh, in regards to Matthew Perry and, uh, you know, his struggles and when he passed away last weekend. Now, but, but there's no, we're not seeing any evidence that he relapsed or anything of that nature. I, I still think it was a cardiac thing. But it's a topic of conversation, and you you are seeing and hearing from many more people who are talking about their struggles and their stories. And unlike Hunter Biden, they're not trying to shield themselves from anything, especially if they're, you know, something illegal. I, Chris Stapleton is in the news today uh, because he gave an interview. And I, you know, I think Chris Stapleton is one of the most talented artists out there working in this country today i just I, don morgan actually turned me on to chris stapleton a number of years ago when he put out his first record and i, I just think the guy's amazing and now he has come out and said that you know i'm a, i'm a recovering alcoholic i had a really bad problem with with the booze uh, he said he he got in. I think I'm, if I'm quoting him correctly, he got in. He got into a drinking contest with himself and lost, which I think is a brilliant line. And uh, he said, uh, you know, he, he didn't do rehab. He he and his wife, I guess his wife, you know, he, they're they're a unit. I mean, they they create together, they perform together, and apparently they both had issues and they had gone to some kind of counseling. And he, he had uh, that moment, and he's, he's got a uh, a track, a new song called The Bottom. Uh, I think that's why he's talking about this on his new record. And I don't have to know what the song's about to know what the song's about. The bottom means you're rock bottom. If you're going to turn it around, you know, and make a change in your life for the, for the healthier and get away from whatever it is that's oppressing you, it's more than likely going to be the result of having a rock bottom moment, whatever that may be for you. I had mine. Most people have had theirs. And it's it's refreshing to hear people talking about it, and especially a guy like that. And one thing that got me about Chris Stapleton and and his story is that he and this is something that I had to deal with. I and I'm bringing it up also. I got nine months today, which I'm b- very happy about. I'm still a newbie at nine months, but you know it's it's uh, my life is a lot better <laughs> than, than it used to be. And one of the reasons, and something that Stapleton talks about. Uh, he says, when you're younger, you feel like you have to do certain things in order in order to occupy some of these spaces to make yourself feel like you're legit. And he's talking about being a country artist. Yeah, and also just being a writer. You want to feel things. You want to be able to write about things authentically. Uh, and he says, that's kind of what did him in. In other words, I got to be a hard-drinking, hard-partying Country, country, country songwriter. It's a, that's the, the that's the whole character of that life, and and he's right. And I I think we fall into that in, in many different ways. I I I I certainly fell into that, and it took me a lot of years to really understand 
that you don't have to be a crazy, boozing, alcoholic weirdo to be a writer. Because I grew up, you know, my heroes were John Steinbeck, famous alcoholics. My, my heroes were John Steinbeck, Hunter Thompson, Charles Bukowski. And so I had that idea in my head that, well, if I'm going to be a writer, i gotta be, I got to live on the edge, baby. And for a lot of the reasons that he's talking about, well, i got to have real experience. i got to live out there on the edge so I can experience things and then be able to write about them. And it's all a bunch of nonsense. It really is a bunch of gibberish. It doesn't I, – look, I've been writing now for nine months without any booze, and I tell you what, it's the best stuff I've ever written, which you can sample for yourselves if you take a visit to Amazon anyway. But Stapleton's not the only one. You're, you're just hearing more and more people who are prominent people who are coming out and saying, yeah, wow, I had a real problem, and I, I thankfully I've dealt with it. And I, and, and a, a lot of times, talk, it's probably why I talk about it a lot, talking about it and being open about it, not only, I think, probably, hopefully helps some other person who may be in the same moment, but it does more for me, talking about it, writing about it, and going on the radio with it. And I'm just you're you're just hearing about sobriety more and more right now. And I don't you hear we talked about this on Where and Rima that younger people, you know, they're they're really not into the whole partying thing and drinking thing. And I'm happy for them. It eats up a lot of your life, a lot of your years of your life, man. So good on Chris Stapleton. I, he just went up, you know, in my. I had a lot of respect for the guy anyway, but you know, his my respect for him has just kind of gone even further. I'm looking forward to this new record. I still call them records. I'm not going to waste my money on a freaking AI <laughs> Beatles record, but his new record is called Higher, and I guess it's a lot about this stuff with addiction. And so I'm looking forward to that. But good on him, man. Good on him. And, you know, a guy like Chris Stapleton that a lot of people follow and a lot of people admire, hearing about his story, that yeah, I guarantee it's going to help at least one person. Who, who's there and needs uh, needs a little hope? So I just want to bring that up as a com- to compare and contrast against a scumbag like Hunter Biden, who is guilty of all kinds of stuff that have nothing to do with his freaking addiction, trying to you know swaddle himself in his addiction and get people to feel bad for him, and uh, you know I have very little regard for that guy. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. Yeah, man. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. This is gonna sound weird, but it's also like it's a lot more fun to be a jerk when you're not drinking. I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like you know. Because, like, you know, over the course of my life, you know, if I say something jerky to somebody, they oh, it's just a booze. You know, now it's like, no, it's all me. <laughs> I hate to say It's weird to say that, like, being honest is really just a lot more fun, you know, if that makes sense. Uh, here's Alex. Alex, how are you? Good, brother. Thank you. May all be well. Uh, uh, so uh, congratulations on the nine months. Thank you. Happy belated birthday. And Thank you. Yeah, and so as far as, uh, I guess, in a tie-up between AI and um, dysfunction, having a heart is one thing someone's going to miss when they let go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And so with that, I, I feel that's kind of synonymous with our environment. So the conditions 
an acidic condition or a, a, a more um, balanced condition, I guess will clear up the water as it were. Um, so that kind of brings me back to like, I think you and Trey were talking about a couple of days ago about screen time and getting proper sleep. Oh, there's a there's a a, a, re, a a study that came out this week uh, that looks at people's sleeping habits, especially in the, well in this right. country, and, and m- more o- more Americans than ever before are reporting that they're just not getting enough sleep. They're not getting enough rest. People are edgy. They're worried about stuff, and so they're just not sleeping, and yeah, that can really screw you up in and of itself. Indeed, and yeah. even something as simple as like electro smog. You know, unplugging your 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 alarm clock and stuff like that can really mess with uh, your heart uh, rhythm. Right. So, um, well, I, and I, I appreciate the call. Actually, I, I, you gotta. I, well, I was just talking out to the guys outside about this. That you, you know, especially with, with the way things are in the news, you you really do have to disconnect from it for a little bit for your mental health here and there, and watch a jive ass, you know, Hallmark movie and <laughs> enjoy watching white people falling in love in Aspen, you know. You got to disconnect from an hour every now and again. It's, it can be very corrosive. Now, of the AI thing, you know, we're talking about Hunter Biden, and you know, kind of—he's one of those guys that tries to edit his history as he goes to make him seem like a better guy than he actually is. You think about artificial intelligence, and we look—we look at the dark side as far as people making up stuff about you, like this uh, young lady uh, in New Jersey whose classmates. We're able to make an AI nudie picture of her basically and pass it around. And we, we look at that, and that's, there's a lot of fears about artificial intelligence in that regard. But you think about people who are bad people and who don't want you to know that they're bad people, you're going to be able to do the opposite, that you're going to be able to edit your life as you go via AI, I think, on a level that we haven't seen yet, and just make up crap about yourself. You think we we already sort of do that with social media, don't we? You know, isn't one of the things that we hear about social media on a regular basis and one of the harmful things about it is that people try to make their lives look so perfect. You try to edit your life so that people think you're just this, you know, you're happy as crap and everything and you're really not and there's bad stuff going on. I think AI is going to kick that into hyperdrive. I think, in other words, you're going to see a lot of untrue stuff about people that other people are doing to them, and you're going to see a lot of not-true stuff that people are inventing about themselves and providing evidence to that. So, I don't know, man. AI freaks me out. I'm not not a fan. I I don't think it's a... I I think, ultimately, it's not going to be a healthy thing for the human condition. But it's there. It's not going anywhere. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Now, we got to talk about something, and uh, James actually had to do a little research to make sure this is legit. But this is one of those things that's going to make you go, oh, come on. Oh, come on. James sent me this earlier. You sent me this picture of a gas pump, and it's a Valero gas pump. In Dallas. In, and we found you found out it's in Dallas. This is real. It's a gas pump that allows you to add a tip <laughs> right there at the gas pump. So you're pumping your gas, and you know, and it's already kind of a pain in the ass. You got to go through so many different prompts just to pump the damn gas. Do you want the Savers Club, you know, Savings Club uh, membership? Do you want a car wash? Do you want this? Do you want that? I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, I just want gas. You know, and now. At least at this one place in Dallas, 
It's asking you if you want to add a tip, like 10%, 20%, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's legit this is really going on? It does give you the option to skip, like the other. Why on God's green <laughs> earth would you tip a gas pump? Why would you do Now, you know what? Let's let's have the tipping conversation here. Okay, I've done some restaurant work. I, you know, I, I've even done, uh, I've done my fair share of running a cash register, especially in, you know, the retail world and the convenience store world. And there you see, you see tip jars everywhere these days, right? For people who don't do anything. Now me, you know, uh, there's a couple of situations where I, I, I like to tip. If you, if you, if you, if you've given me good service, we're at a restaurant, I tip pretty heavy because I have done it for a living. Um, it, it, I, I will. Uh, there, there, yeah, I, I talk about the Jaliscos in my neighborhood all the time. I love the the shrimp ranchero that I get. It's a full plate. It's a t- you know, it's it's a, it's a dinner plate, and I get it in the drive through. And I'm sure it's always kind of a bit of a pain in the ass for them to put that together for me in the drive through while people are stacking up behind me. James, they pull the shells off the tails for me. I will tip at the drive through window at Jaliscos. When I get my shrimp ranchero. Well, you're VIP. They I'm VIP. I'm they also, yeah, I'm the mayor of New Gilbo Road. Okay, that's who I am. Okay, I'm spreading my magic everywhere. So I give, I'll give them a little tip at the Elise Coast drive through But a drive through in any other regard, hell no, I'm not giving no damn tip. And I don't, if I go get a freaking cup of coffee, which is rare now, and I got the little freaking, you know, little communist running the, uh, the little barista communist there with the pen in her lip. You know, I got a little tip jar there for you. No, I'm not going to give you a tip for running a cash register. And now you're telling me they somebody actually had the idea that you should tip when you fill up with gas? I was Who in the hell are you tipping? I was shocked when I saw it. Dude, who are you freaking tipping? And for what? Gas prices aren't that low. We can't afford to tip well, when we fill up a car. And look again, I have worked at a gas station. You're to if somebody comes to the into the store to prepay for some gas, you're not going out of your freaking way to do that. Yeah, hit a button, man. <laughs> you type in how much gas they want, which pump, and you go enter. <laughs> you you know what I mean? You're not doing anything special or extra. Yeah, freaking tip at the gas pump. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. There, there's actually kind of a weird obsession with tipping right now that I'm really not all that happy with. You're seeing tipping, uh, you know, options in places where you just there, there's no. Again, I'm not sure who you're freaking tipping. The whole idea of tipping was to encourage, frankly, restaurant workers to do a great job. They they don't make a lot of money as their salary. It's a classic business model of the restaurant. You know, there's a lot of interaction. They're bringing you your freaking food. If you bring me my food, if you, you know, my wife is is really, she's a tip Nazi. If she thinks in any way, shape, or form you're blowing her off, you ain't getting nothing from that chick, man. It, she is. She's that. You, you got to do your job to get a tip for my wife. Okay? But at the gas pump, there's nobody, you're not, there's nobody there. There's no one to tip. And what disturbs me, James, and if Don's listening, they had somebody had a board a meeting in a boardroom. A bunch of people sat around a boardroom thinking, you know, what do you think about this tipping at the pump idea? And they signed off on it. They thought that was a good idea.
Is it like a full-service pump, or do you pump it yourself? What's no. a full-service pump? Does that even exist anymore? Not in the state of Texas, no. I don't think it does. There might be one gas station here in town that I think still does it. It's down around, uh, like, uh, around Trinity. Oh, really? In, in that area. And she, it's the only one I know of. Why would you? Why would you add a tip to putting your own debit card into the machine, yanking it out? That sounded funny. And then uh, putting some gas. <laughs> again, who are you freaking tipping, man? Can't tip yourself. The acne case running the cash register inside the vampire that can't make change, you know, populating the cash the register inside. Look, I worked in convenience stores when that meant something, pal. All right, you know what? I should have gotten some tips when I was working third shift at a at a Seven Eleven. I worked my ass off. These days, no, I'm not tipping you at the pump, man. Bad business move. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Smartphone or a smart speaker? Smart listener, when you stream us. Streaming radio now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I feel the drum of my heart beating. Feel this Christmas dream come true. When you think of me. Oh, God, I think I know this song. Crank it up, James. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA. James is playing for our bumper music today. You could actually go online now, I guess, on YouTube and find a bunch of Hallmark songs that are featured in Hallmark movies. I mean, a, a Wish for Christmas <laughs> is one of my favorite Hallmark movies. And Carly Robin Green's Calling for You just... Oh, yeah. It screams love. It screams love and Christmas. And what's better than falling in love at Christmas? Sex! Oh, yeah, because they're going to do it. Anyway, um, well, you know, let's, let's have some fun here. It's Friday. What the hell? And then we'll get to the hard news. We're, we're seeing now more reports. I, I've seen a few of these, and I've looked it up now, that oddly enough, Jewish Americans are the largest purchaser of weapons in the country right now as far as legal weapons. Gun manufacturers and gun licensors or gun sellers are seeing a 30% increase between October of last year and October of this year in Jewish Americans purchasing weapons. Wow, why would they be doing that? I thought we the Islamophobia thing is what we have to worry about, right? So we'll, we'll get into that if we get time, if we feel like it. But I, I've got received now about half a dozen messages. I guess I let the cat out of the bag and I exposed something on the air without realizing it. In that I'm not the only one, because now it's it's we're playing Christmas bumper music from the Hallmark Channel because... A couple of we- actually, it's a couple of weeks old already. This is before Halloween, baby. The Hallmark Channel started rolling their Christmas movies. They're twenty four seven. You know, it, it's a special time of the year. It's a magical time for Hallmark. The rest of the year, right? You know, my wife is all disappointed when the Golden Girls comes on. You know, usually around nine o'clock at night, they stop running the movies. Then it's an all night Golden Girls, uh, you know, marathon. My wife's not a fan of Monk, you know, and so once 
once the, the night's lineup of Hallmark movies are over, they go to these reruns. Well, now it's ha- it's Christmas season, and it's 24-7, baby. Christmas, mu- Christmas movies all around the clock on the Hallmark Channel. And I accident well, I guess accidentally, I, I said on the air a little while ago that I messed with my wife and that, you know, at the conclusion of every Hallmark movie, whether it's a Christmas movie or just a regular old run-of-the-mill Hallmark movie, honky's in love, baby. Though when they have the big moment at the end, they kiss and everything's great. They're going to run off and be in love in this small little town in Colorado. I always lean over to my wife, and she hates it, man. I lean over to my wife and say, well, now they're going to go do it. And I guess I'm not the only guy that does that. I guess a lot of dudes do this. Because that's, that's how a dude's mind works. This is how I know there's a difference between the genders. Apart from the obvious physical differences, that's how a dude's mind works. Okay, a dude sits through 90 minutes of this schlock, okay, just to make his woman happy. And because there's nothing else to watch, you get to the last scene there and they're kissing, they're in love, all the misunderstandings have been settled. She's not going back to Chicago with her big fancy corporate job. She's going to stay and make cookies with the dude she went to high school with. They're in love, everything's happy. They're going to go do what's a dude's mind leap to. Well, they're going to go have sex now. And I guess that upsets women because they want the romance to continue. They don't want to think about doing the nasties there. You know, if you, if the movie could go a full two hours and you could see the next 30 minutes. And I guess I'm not the only dude that does this. I guess other dudes. All right, this is just, you ladies don't listen to me right now. This is just between me and the dudes. Predominantly the married guys who sit through Hallmark movie after Hallmark. Hey, it's Friday. It's Friday at 1043. You're, you're going to be watching some serious hallmarkage this weekend aren't you yeah that's right dude you are dudes let me ask you a question no i you know i'm i'm, I'm a big lacey chabert fan i never watched the uh the what was the old show she used to be on where she was a kid or something i, I never watched that show party of five party i never saw it don my I only experiences them. with lacey chabert of the hallmark channel my favorite is the one where she fell in love in Hawaii and was wearing a, a bodysuit uh, for the surfing thing. The whole that that man, bet she's popular. Well, on Hallmark, <laughs> she is. Yeah, I'm sorry, I love my wife with all my heart. You know that I love my wife. I think my wife's beautiful. I think she's the prettiest girl in the world. That doesn't mean that in the dark recesses of my mind. When Lacey uh, hooks up with the dude, you know, whoever the dude is in whatever movie, and they're going to go off and be happy in my mind just for one brief second, I think, you lucky SOB. There, I said it. You know, I'm just saying. You're going to go run off and spend the rest of your life with that. And then you lean over to your wife. I say, they're going to go do it. And you say, they're going to have sex. They're going to go have sex. And she gets all upset. She gets all bajiggity. Why do you say that at the end of every Hallmark movie? Why do you spoil it for me? Why can't they just be in love? Tonight on the Hallmark <laughs> Channel. <laughs> Rapid love. Yeah, that's what's going on. Tonight on the Hallmark Channel, a zesty session Christmas. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that after they fall in love, the Pat Moynihan song goes bye-bye, and all of a sudden they're listening to that crap. Mm-hmm. What do we do now? We're in love. It's Christmas Eve. Hey. I love you, Lacey. I love you too, stock actor who plays my love interest. What do you want to do, Lacey? 
I don't know. What do you want to do? You know, come on, man. Yeah. Tonight, it's it, they had to have like a pay per view, like like you know what I mean, like at like three in the morning, they had to run like you know zesty Hallmark movies, you know where bad things happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> With titles like "Rocked Around the Christmas Tree," "Rocked stuff Around like the Christmas yeah. Tree." All I know is BET has different Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> BET. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they 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 don't have none of this. Let's preserve the romance uh, any longer. No. You know, they got... <laughs> That's why that cracked me up. Let's just see you get that turtleneck off right now. Let's see. Let's just... Come on. Let's get down to it. I'm just saying... It's a quiet storm Christmas. <laughs> I'm just saying the natural progression of falling in love is, you know, the next thing. And all I acknowledge is that when the movie's over and they've fallen in love, you know, and everybody's got their ugly sweater on and they're all laughing, <laughs> you know, because every time I fell in love over the years, the entire town was there with me, right? And they just loved it, right? Oh, well, you know what they're going to do next? In the real yeah, they're going to go, go back to the cabin and have cookies and milk. And, and they're going to get weird and, you know. Play some, uh, uh, who's the guy with the deep voice I just went blank on? Barry White. They're going to play some Barry White. They're going to play Barry White's Christmas record. Uh, don't forget Luther. What? They're going to yeah, pull Luther out the Luthers. Luther Van. Oh, I, I, Luther Van. Yeah. I meant Luthers. Like they're going to jump in the shower and have some Christmas fun with some Luthers. I'm just saying. <laughs> it also helps an exfoliation. It's that dead skin off. I'm just saying. <laughs> And Lacey Chabert finally gets her man at the end of the 90 minutes. Well, they're not going to go play. They're not going to go miniature golfing, are they? All right. 210. Pent up tension needs to be released somehow. They just spent 90 minutes, you know, and half that time they hated each other's guts. So they thought they were trying to steal mom's bakery, you know, or whatever. And they had some angst going. Now everything's happy. They're in love. What do you think they're going to go do, man? Come on. All right. 210599. You're going to do you're it. That's what you're going to do. You're going to go do it. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you ruining what the Hallmark you've movies? You've thought about it, Come too. On. We've all thought about it. Come on, man. I've never once watched a Hallmark What's the first damn thing Christmas they're going to do? You've never watched one? No. Well, watch one and tell me that the next thing they're going to do when the cameras are turned off is go, you know. All right. 210 James, hang on. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Give me some good <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, ho, baby. Brutally murdered, raped, kidnapped hundreds, hundreds of Israelis. It's really great to have such a comprehensive presentation of everything that's going on right now. Stay connected to the very latest News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. <laughs> I'm mocking Hallmark. I actually do really enjoy it. I, and I, yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We'll talk to James and Richard here. We're having some fun at Hallmark's expense. But I, I don't know about you, but I, I have discovered that, God, despite all the choices that we have, I mean, I got hundreds of channels. We cut half our channels because we don't watch them. There's just nothing I'm interested in watching anymore. 
And now it's like, well, there's no baseball, so it's Hallmark, man. There's James. James, how you doing? Uncle Sean, how hey, you doing, my doing my great, job, my long brother? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great, man. What's on your brain there? Oh, uh, hey, you know, I, I'm chiming in late, but I heard you talking about the story about that tipping at the gas pump, and oh, I just God. couldn't believe it. I was like, I'd I'd rather tip my mail lady because at least she's bringing my mail to right. my mailbox so I can get it. <laughs> yeah, but then you said, but then you said something that kind of had me have a thought where you said it's one of those come on moments, and I'm like. Man, that would be a pretty good segment, maybe on a Friday with you and Trey or yourself. What's that? Have a segment, you know, and call it segment, oh, come on, really? And come up with these stories <laughs> to have fun with it. I thought that'd be a pretty good segment to do. Oh, come on, and call it that. Oh, come on. Because yeah, I, I saw, I saw we, we what we're talking about is James found, somebody sent James an image of a gas pump in Dallas where it asks you if you want to add a tip right there at the gas pump. And I'm like, for who? I'm I'm already thanks to the thanks to Bidenomics, I'm already going broke just putting gas in my car to come to work. And you want a freaking tip for who? And so we're kind of going off. But that was like a oh come on moment. So maybe that's not a bad idea for a for a for a a, a shtick here on the radio. I appreciate the call, man. Let's go to Richard. Richard, how you doing? Hey, Sean, how's it going? Pretty good, man. What are you I, thinking? I had. I had this wonderful idea, which you're talking about the Hallmark Channel. I think you should take out a good camera, take when your wife's not around, record a Hallmark program. It gets towards the end, you cut out, and then you insert yourself in and say that you're doing an advertisement for Cialis or Viagra. Oh, my God. (laughs) Some corporate sponsorships for Cialis for the Hallmark movies. I don't think they need it. They're doing well enough. Well, I mean. Well, you, you know, you, you you mentioned you know the the point of the whole show, you know, right? So might as well emphasize it and make a little commercial income. I, I I'd like uh, to see just one Hallmark movie where at the very end they go, "You want to go do it? Yeah, let's go do it. I can't wait." You know, just one, just one time, one time. Do you want to go get nasty? Yeah, let's go do it. Come on, Tiger. Well, this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this would just help just a little bit. I thought you know. That's so. good, man. Well, I, I thanks for the call. Your wife would be very impressed with you. No, she wouldn't be that. But, you know, (laughs) I appreciate the call. I'm just saying, I guess that's a dude's mind. You know, that's where our mind, that's how our, well, that's what keeps the species going, okay? That little, men and women are, this is why I can't stand all this gender crap, okay? I I was reading a story earlier about the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade, which I love. It's, It's kind of a tradition with my daughter that we always would get up and watch the parade, my wife is not a fan of my wife and brother-in-law are not fans of parades because they were actually at that parade. Was it the Battle of Flowers, James? When they were little kids, they were actually right across the street from that guy. Got blood on them, so they 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 actually don't they scarred them for life. You know what? And I understandably so. That my wife's not into parades, baby. But I I I love the Thanksgiving Day, but the the coverage over the past it's always been kind of bad. But the coverage over the past few years has just been in, is horrible with the woke stuff. And I guess this year, at the Macy's Day, Thanksgiving Day Parade, they've got some non-binary uh, show tunes from br- some Broadway shows. So, you know, if you're going to be watching the, the Macy's Parade this year, expect lots of, like, queer stuff and non-binary stuff. 
And you know, you can't even have can't even have freaking Christmas, man, without this stuff. It's just everywhere. I get so sick. The one thing I'll say, you're not really hearing as much about this stuff as you used to, if you've noticed. Bud Light is trying to resurrect what, you know, shards of a of a product line they have like or shards of a of an auto or a consuming public they have left. Now they they've teamed up with ultimate fighting people. They're trying to macho it up, you know. It ain't going to work for you. But I, I don't you kind of get the feeling like we I was talking about this uh, school in uh, Loudoun County where about 100 students, these students not prompted by any adults in the room who have had enough with dudes being in the girls' room, girls being in the dudes' room, and they got up and walked out of class. Uh, uh, something that the left normally would admire in this country. Don't you kind of get the feeling that as far as the gender thing, it's starting to get played out a bit, and people are just done? So I I, I would suspect, and I'm going to call it, that the the I don't know what the audience is for the Thanksgiving Day Parade anymore. It's, it can't be very high. Anybody under the age of 25, these people barely know what a parade is. <laughs> so, I, but if, if they go woke and now you're going to have a bunch of, at some point, don't you think Santa's just going to be a queen? You know what I mean? At some point, Santa's going to show up at the very end and it's going to be some fat, hairy dude in fishnets twerking, you know, on the sled there. Ho! Ho! <laughs> That'll be the end of Western civilization as we know it. So I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, and again, we, we didn't get that. We'll probably talk about this more next week, I imagine. Uh, obviously, Jewish Americans are arming themselves and buying more weapons. Well, you can't blame them for that. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine, our executive producer, Don Morgan. I'm a good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Bye.